Welcome to Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, where I drink, discuss, and discover the world of distilled spirits. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. This is episode 37, and I'm drinking Clear Creek Distillery's Douglas Fir Brandy. As a listener to the podcast, you should expect that I will be well-researched and educational, also entertaining, and consistent in my reviews. So why Douglas Fir Brandy for this episode? It so happens that with my publishing schedule, this episode is premiering on Christmas Day. And so what better spirit to feature than a Christmas tree on Christmas Day? A Douglas Fir Christmas tree, to be exact. Also, this Douglas Fir brandy has been on my list for some time since I read about it in The Drunken Botanist by Amy Stewart. It's a wonderful book that's given me a lot of knowledge on the different types of plants that go into distilled spirits. And when I learned that it was a hometown product made originally locally to me within a mile of where I live currently when it was debuted, it was something I just couldn't pass up. So I reached out to the team at Hood River Distillers, who now owns Clear Creek Distillery, to get more insight into the Douglas Fir brandy. So my thanks again go out to Hood River Distillers for the sample, and in particular to Caitlin, distiller at Clear Creek Distillery, for being so generous with her time and speaking to me about this spirit so I can share it with you. The bottle I have is the only size the product is packaged in. It is a 375 milliliter bottle. It is a rather unique proof of 47.73% alcohol by volume, making it 95.46 proof. And this 375 milliliter bottle retails for about $55. The bottle itself is clear glass. It's rather slender, and I would describe it as a half-size white wine bottle is the shape that you would imagine it to be. The beautiful green spirit is on display in the glass. There's a cork stopper with a wooden top on it. There's some clear shrink wrap with a little zip strip I'll get to. A copper-colored label in an arch over the shoulder of the bottle says Essence of Oregon. Below that on the main label is the Clear Creek Distillery logo, then the text Douglas Fir, Brandy, the proof information. To the right of it is a nice illustration of a Douglas Fir twig or bough, and it shows the young buds that are actually picked to flavor this brandy, and a full Douglas Fir cone. On the back label, it reads at the top, Distilled from Northwest Springtime Douglas Fir Buds. Clear Creek Distillery has been handcrafting spirits in Oregon since 1985. Our Douglas Fir Brandy, inspired by Eau de Vie de Bourgogne de Sapin, derives its signature green color and complex flavors from bright, springtime Douglas Fir buds handpicked in the Pacific Northwest. Enjoy neat. So I think I shall. Let's open this bottle up. I've been waiting to open the bottle. I like to hold off when I get a spirit and open it when I record the episode so that you get my first impressions. All right, here we go. Let's get the little plastic. Take that off. Here comes the bottle pop. Ooh, (laughs) it's nice and poppy. I like that. All right, I've got a clean Glencairn, which is a nosing glass. It's a whiskey glass I use for all my tastings, and we'll do a pour. Just a bit. 
In the glass, it's a beautiful light green color. It's a rather high proof, so you can see some pronounced alcohol tears or legs on the glass when you swirl it. And on the nose, let's try it. <laughs> it, sm it smells like a Christmas tree, <laughs> as it should. I mean, oh, it you know, it smells like the little sap pockets that are on the trunk of a Douglas fir tree. Always really annoying when you're handling them for Christmas trees. That It's like a little blister on the trunk underneath the bark that is just full of sap. That's what this smells like. You can feel the alcohol being nearly 100 proof. But there's a little more to it. I get an underlying fruitiness like pear from it. There's no pear in it, but it smells like fresh, sweet pear underneath. <laughs> yeah, but it is a Christmas tree, first and foremost, Douglas fir. And on the palate. Ooh. It tastes more like Doug fir than it smells. It's very dry, which is a hallmark of an eau de vie. There's just no sugar to it. So the sides of my tongue just really dried out. Oh, the flavor. <laughs> wow. Let's try again. Tastes like a walk in the woods, but I do get a sweetness that tastes like pear or maybe apple some orchard fruit underlaying it but it's it's very dry there's no sugar it just like dries your mouth out from a feeling but the flavor profile is very nice this Doug fur Odevi has just turned into a time machine for me after that second swallow i exhaled and i was instantly transported to my youth and the flavor and smell is spot on exactly like a scratch and sniff Christmas tree sticker from the 1980s from my youth. It is 100%. That's what this flavor is in the bottle. Christmas tree scratch and sniff sticker. <laughs> that is amazing. So let's get into the history. The label on the bottle gives a fair amount of information, but there's more to it. On the Clear Creek Distillery website, Douglas Fir is described as... Inspired by the obscure Alsatian spirit Eau de Vie de Beaujon de Sapin, made from pine buds, our Douglas fir brandy is truly a tree in a bottle. It took 10 years of experimentation to successfully capture the true essence of Oregon's state tree. This brandy, also known as Eau de Vie, is made from bright green springtime Douglas fir buds, handpicked and immediately infused in our clear, very delicate and aromatic brandy. This maceration is then redistilled and reinfused with fresh new buds, giving the spirit its vibrant green hue from the Douglas fir's natural chlorophyll. No artificial color has been added. As I covered some of the history of Clear Creek Distillery in episode 32 on old delicious double bourbon barrel apple brandy, Clear Creek started making fruit brandies using the bounty of Hood River combined with old world techniques. One of their first products is their flagship pear brandy. Founded in 1985, Clear Creek is the second oldest distillery in my home state of Oregon, and Hood River Distillers, the state's oldest, acquired Clear Creek in 2014, coinciding with the founder's retirement. Hood River Distillers has been a good steward of the Clear Creek brand since the purchase. 
The Clear Creek Distillery was originally located in northwest Portland, within a mile of where I live today, though production has moved out to Hood River, a town about an hour's drive from Portland, up in the scenic Columbia River Gorge. It's in the heart of the state's orchards. Nearly 20 years ago, I had the opportunity to tour Clear Creek's original location and do a tasting flight. I've tried to work out when this would have been exactly, but I'm guessing based upon my recollections and life events, this was probably in 2002 or 2003. This was before distillery tours were really a thing and before the craft distilling wave had begun to build. There was only Hood River Distillers and Clear Creek Distillery producing spirits in my state, and there were no tasting rooms. The tour had been privately arranged through a singles organization I had joined named Events and Adventures. They're still around, but at the turn of the new millennium, online dating was in its infancy if it existed at all. I was simply looking for a way to expand my circle and maybe find romance, but Events and Adventures' premise wasn't to be a dating group, just a various activities for singles to partake in, and should you find a connection, that was great. I'll be honest, I had no game and didn't find a romantic connection, but I did do a few activities with the group that were unique and got me out of my comfort zone. It was fun, and one activity that has stuck with me was the tour of Clear Creek Distillery. Again, tours like this were not something that was really done. It had simply been the event organizer who had reached out to the distillery to see if they'd be up for it and thankfully worked something out. I'm not sure who gave us the tour, but I really want to say it was Clear Creek's founder, Stephen McCarthy. I recall seeing stills, fermentation vessels, and other production-related equipment, which was all foreign to me. Our tour guide recounted how the distillery got its start, the McCarthy family being fruit growers with a Bartlett pear orchard in Hood River, and with an abundance of fruit, started using the abundant raw materials to make pear brandy. On the tour, in a smaller area between what might have been where the still was located and packaging was done, I distinctly remember seeing a carboy, which is a large glass bottle, similar to a water bottle, but a carboy on a shelf full of green liquid. I asked about it, and our guide told us it was something they'd been experimenting with for some time. It ended up being a test batch of this Douglas fir brandy. At the time, I recall thinking this was just mad science stuff trying to make alcohol from a tree. Seemed crazy. Our tour concluded with a tasting flight of several of the Eau de Vie. The pear in particular I recall smelling exactly like a fresh Bartlett pear, which I know well as I grew up with these pears. My parents have a large tree that could be 100 years old or more on their property that has reliably supplied our family with more pears than we can eat. My mother used to can them when I was young. The pears are free for the picking nowadays and my parents' neighbors enjoy most of them. We never thought of trying to distill them though. Doing the tasting, Clear Creek's pear brandy was such a surprise to me in my early 20s. I never tasted a spirit like it, and I remember being so disappointed that it was very dry on the palate. It lacked the sugary sweetness that my nose told me it should have. It tasted just like the pear, but without the sugar. An amazing alchemy for me to experience at the time. The other spirit we got to sample that I remember on our tour was the grappa. Grappa is made from distilling the pomace, or leftover skins, seeds, and pulp from winemaking. There's still residual sugars in the discard, and it has more spirit to give if you're inclined to coax it out. Grappa will warrant its own episode of this podcast in due course, but I recall the sense of drinking it and thinking that it was straight jet fuel. Highly potent and a bit rough on my palate, though I was impressed that someone would take the time to make it. 
On the tour, I did not get to try any of the test batch of the Douglas fir brandy. And Clear Creek Distillery didn't perfect the recipe until several years later. The Douglas fir brandy was released in or around 2005. Inspiration for the Douglas fir had come from European eau de vie made from pine buds, Bourgeon de Sapin, but Stephen McCarthy definitely just used it for inspiration, as the creation of the Douglas fir brandy was described by a national sales manager for Clear Creek in 2017 as, Solving the puzzle was like a hobby for Steve. By the time McCarthy was ready to send the eau de vie to market, 12 years had elapsed. In purely economic terms, the product shouldn't exist. A lot of money went into it. I'm happy he stuck with it. The original bottle was more round up to a defined shoulder with a very long, thin neck, and it featured a black ink illustration of a Douglas fir tree on it with black text describing the spirit. This is the bottle that Clear Creek's liqueurs are packaged in now. The Douglas fir bottle has been updated in the past few years to align with other Clear Creek clear brandies for more uniformity in packaging. And as far as flavors go, this Douglas fir brandy is a pioneer. It's unique in being the only spirit of its kind made. You can get the Bourgeon de Sapin if you are looking for it and you're willing to pay shipping for purchases online. There's another older tree-based spirit made by an Austrian firm, Zerbenz. It's a stone pine liqueur of the Alps. It's red-hued and made from the young whole cones of the Arola stone pine tree. A small Washington State distiller, Brovo Spirits, launched a Douglas fir liqueur in 2013, which may well have been inspired by Clear Creek's eau de vie. However, being a liqueur, it is sweetened with sugar. And the newest contender I found is made in Great Britain by Heppel Spirits Company. They were founded in 2013 and introduced a Douglas fir flavored vodka in late 2018 or 2019. I've yet to try any of these other spirits. So let's jump into how it's made. Clear Creek's founder Stephen McCarthy was quoted in a local magazine in 2009 saying, It took me 10 years to figure out how to make this. Finding the right balance of forest aroma, extracting the right color, getting the proof right, this is far and away the most difficult of all of our products to make. The magazine continued, The process begins in the first week of June when McCarthy dispatches his crew to his family's property in Parkdale on the north side of Mount Hood. Everyone spreads out into the forest to pluck buds from the branches of young Douglas firs. They all carry pails of McCarthy's unaged grape brandy, into which they drop the bright green tips. The buds will soak for a week before the liquid is distilled. The crew then returns to Parkdale to collect another round of buds to add to the already fur-infused spirits, drawing out additional aromas and extracting the ethereal pale green color. In talking with Caitlin earlier this year, distiller for Clear Creek, she affirmed that the process is mostly unchanged, other than that this year due to the global pandemic, it was just her and one other person picking the buds. Clear Creek sources the buds from an organic tree farm in the Hood River Valley. They work with the State Forestry Department to pay a special foraging fee each year for the privilege. During the growing season, they may only have three to five days notice to head out to the trees. They need to pick the buds at just the right moment in their growth cycle. Working with five-gallon buckets, they go through the grove of trees and pick the young buds, but not all of them. Caitlin said they don't use ladders and they don't stoop. They can't be bothered to pick them all. None of the trees they're picking from are shorter than 10 feet tall. And Caitlin described it like picking popcorn off the ends of the tree. And it seems it's a never-ending process. 
She said, you pick all day long and it just feels three quarters full all day as the weight of the buds compress down on each other in the bucket. They have a goal amount for buds to pick that Caitlin would not disclose, but I get the sense it's not a tremendous amount. Clear Creek Distillery only makes between 200 and 300 cases of Douglas fir brandy each year. It's not a vintage product, so you aren't buying a 2018 or 2019 version, but it is an agricultural product, so there's a little variation inherent in it. Caitlin does employ some trade secrets to tinker with it to be consistent. The alcohol comes from a grape-based distillate, essentially a distilled wine yielding a neutral eau de vie. The fresh buds are soaked for a period of weeks, then it's redistilled, and the buds they remove come out yellowy white, having given up their natural green chlorophyll to the spirit. To get this color back in after distillation, a second picking of buds is added to give the brandy its final color and a pop of fresh flavor. From there, it goes to bottling and it's ready to sell. For cocktails and consumption, this spirit is not meant for mixing. The bottle itself tells you to enjoy it neat. That said, a few specialty cocktail recipes can be found online if you're really looking to use the Douglas fir brandy in something special. If you take the time to acquire a bottle, a quick web search will turn up a recipe or two. I'm sticking to it neat though. This is amazing. So in summary, what do I think of the Douglas fir brandy? <laughs> I am overjoyed with this. To be honest, it's been a trip down memory lane. A bit unexpected. The flavor of the scratch and sniff Christmas tree sticker, that's blown me away. It is so spot on. If you were a child of the 80s and you grew up in the United States with the round scratch and sniff stickers, if you had a Christmas tree one, that is what this is. Get a bottle of this Douglas fir brandy and relive your childhood from that flavor. But beyond that, I got to recount my first distillery tour when I was really young and trying out a, a singles uh, group, the Events and Adventures, and I got this really behind-the-scenes rare tour of Clear Creek Distillery. The distillery wasn't necessarily new at that time. It would have been 15 to 18 years old, but it was before the craft distilling wave had come. So I feel honored that I got to do that. I also really appreciate the craft and quality of what is really a niche product. That's what I love about this podcast is trying all sorts of different flavors and a Douglas fir eau de vie that is maybe one of the most unique that you can get. It's available in most states in the USA. I'm sure you can buy it online if you are out of market. You can get yourself a bottle. It is nice and it's a beautiful natural green color. There's no artificial anything in it. It's just pure. This was a fun episode for me to do. I've been looking forward to it for some time, so I'm glad it's here. I'm glad I got to share this particular product with you, my listeners. Thank you for that. So that's going to do it for another episode of Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. Thanks again to Hood River Distillers and Clear Creek Distillery for providing me the sample bottle for the tasting and for taking the time to speak with me for the background on this episode. Please be sure to subscribe and share. Show notes are on liquorandliqueurconnoisseur.com. You can also find the show on your preferred podcast platform. The show is also on social media. Facebook and Instagram are where I'm most active. I also really enjoy hearing from you, my listeners. So if there's a spirit you'd like me to tackle in future episodes, please reach out. And as always, thank you for listening. <laughs>